Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. Today's episode is a very special episode. We're having more than one Mokalicious doctor in the building. I usually don't do this, but these two women I met-ish. I met one of them more recently, but the other one I've known, I feel like I've known her forever. And I just thought, you know what? We're all going through this whole lockdown thing together is a brand, it's a brand new phenomenon we don't know it before it's never happened before so how are we really really truly doing and every day we look in the news we hear about a doctor another doctor killing themselves i mean what is really happening how are we really truly feeling about this so today i'm joined by dr catherine we're going to call her dr k and dr yeshika we're going to just kind of have a this just a frank discussion because we're also we also happen to all be black women and if you just look in the news a little bit further you see more stuff happening to black people which is just enough to cause you to go hmm what really is going on and so we're going to have an open discussion thank you so much as usual for listening for downloading for sharing and let's get the party started so dr k i'm going to start with you you want to give us a brief intro about who you are and of course why you're here Sure, sure. So, um, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's very cool, your podcast. And um, my name, my full name is Dr. Catherine Iga Phillips. So a lot of people just call me just the letter K, Dr. K. And I, let's see, how do I describe really fast what I do? I do a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I'm in private practice. My practice is an integrative practice. So I bring in natural healing remedies to conventional medicine. And then I do everything under the framework of balancing the mind, the body, and the spirit at all times. So I'm never just hopping in the physical realm alone. I'm always addressing and analyzing these other realms for people. And I use that platform as a space for true authentic healing that involves healing modalities from all around. If the person needs conventional medicine mixed with African medicine or mixed with Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic or homeopathic, whatever is needed to get the person healed. And um, that space is kind of the prerequisite for catapulting the person to then address their social wholeness, their financial wellness, their ecological wellness, um, to achieve an overall elevation of consciousness. So that's what I help people do um, with my brick and mortar and then with my virtual coaching program. 
And well, it sounds like we need you. That's it. Please, <laughs> this time of the year, I mean, with all the stuff that's been going on, sounds like we definitely need someone who is in, in the true sense of the word holistic with a WH holistic <laughs> for the whole person. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. And of course, we have Dr. Yashika with a beautiful smile. So Dr. Yashika and I have kind of known each other for a little bit. How do you want to approach this? Who are you? And I guess, why are you here, right? <laughs> Um, hi, so thanks for having me. My name is uh, Yashika Dooley, and I am a board-certified OBGYN. I do urogynecology, um, and, you know, essentially, I just say I'm a women's health expert. I have been taking care of women for over 20 years, and uh, right now, my biggest focus is um, I do weight loss for women, so really helping them with, like, food cravings. Um, and then outside of that, like working with other physicians, I mentor and sponsor other women, uh, primarily women of color who are interested in going into, you know, in a medical practice, becoming physicians. And so my goal is to get more amazing uh, female physicians out there and being able to support the world. Well, that sounds like I need you in my life with that. But I, swear, I, think, I think the both of you, because I've been, I think I've gained my COVID-19, like literally. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've gained my COVID-19, but I yeah. digress. So let's get started. So essentially, my main aim for having this particular special episode is to discuss everything that's been going on both medically, physically, at home, mentally, as parents, as doctors, as providers, but also specifically as African-American women, your, your take on the stuff that's been going on and how has it affected you, if at all it has affected you. So that's okay, you wanna, you wanna start? Ooh, yes, that's, that's a lot. Um, first, I will say it has affected me. Um, I don't know how it could not affect people. Um, I just feel that even if something isn't happening to me directly, I'm always still affected by like the collective emotions and the impact on the collective people and collective consciousness. So um, it's been quite overwhelming because this is something that just was kind of sprung on us. You know, no one really had time to prepare for this. And it, it's called for a lot of shifting and a lot of change to occur. And, you know, we are creatures of habit. So when presented with immediate change, it's not always easy to deal with. Um, I personally tried, um, well, took the avenue of leaning into the crisis and also finding silver linings in order to keep myself personally sane and um, empowered and just enriched like spiritually and mentally to be able to guide others. So that's been my like secret weapon to navigating through all of this because if I continue to focus on the calamity and the negativity and the death rate now today and the, you know infection rate now today and who's doing you know all of these things and as well as as you mentioned other things that are happening in society outside of the virus that's just as terrible um, you can kind of send yourself into um, like a whirlwind of, of depression and anxiety and just constantly brewing negative thoughts which then you know, causes you to put that out and attract it back energetically. So 
Um, I try to, to give myself mental breaks from that and try to encourage people and foster the reversal of fear, the reversal of anxiety and empowerment around what's going on and just preparation for what's coming and acceptance of what's going on. So I feel a lot of people haven't really accepted what's so in the world. And that's a big step to basically uplifting yourself and dealing with this. You know, I haven't thought about it that way. I mean, I have, I think I've accepted it, but have I really truly accepted it? I just said today, I miss the world as it was before because I, I watched yeah. something in the news. I generally don't watch TV, but I watched something in the news and they were talking about, I don't know what, but they showed some show on Broadway that had to be stopped like abruptly. I'm like, really? Like Broadway? <laughs> Then I realized, well, but they're also in New York, their hardest hit. I can see how they can mm -hmm. be wanting that. But I'm yeah. like, hardly the problem right now. And I, I do miss the world. I miss dressing up and putting on my shoes to go wherever. And I was like, I really miss that. So Dr. Dr. Cheng, do you think, I mean, do you think we're ever going to get back to that world that we, as we, as it was? Dr. K is talking about the fact that we all need to just, she, she used a very nice phrase. She said, we need to, we need to shift and change. What do you think about that? Shifting and changing. What do you think? What are your thoughts about that? I, I totally agree. I mean, this time for me has caused me to really stop and um, just really evaluate what I've been doing over the past couple of years, really looking at my priorities, where I've been choosing to spend my time, where I've been choosing to spend my money, where I've been choosing to place my values. And because this came about so abruptly and really pulled a lot of that away from us, um, it's given us a lot of time and space really just to reevaluate. Like, do I want to spend all this time doing all these things, all this busy work? Or is it kind of nice just to be with my family, with my kids, you know, my seven and my nine-year-old and really just having more intentional time, time that I never had before because the world is just so busy. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, like, yes, there are a lot of um, things going on that, you know, lots of death and lots of, you know, dramatic things that are just hard to deal with. But in everything that's happened, you know, I just believe, you know, God has a higher purpose and a higher calling. I don't know what it is. It's not for me to decide, but it's really just about being prayerful about it and saying, you know, let your will be done. I'm just going to try to figure out how to do it in this new way. Um, and I don't want everything to go back, at least for, for my family. There's a lot of things that we have had to change, and it's actually been really great changes, you know. And so for those things, I'm like, sometimes change is good. And we probably wouldn't have made those changes had this not happened in this way. Um, and so for many things, I don't want to go back. And I hope that I can continue to do some of the things that I'm doing now. But sometimes you have to have something major happen in your life to make you stop and reevaluate what you've been doing and to question, is that really important? Do I want to continue to do it? Sometimes you say yes, but oftentimes you say no. And thank God that we can say no, because one of the things that are very, yeah. that are very, very hard for most people is to say no, not only yep. to say no to other people, but also to say no to yourself. And yes, Absolutely. if there's ever been a time to pivot, this is a time to, and yeah. I think I said once that those who are mentally able to adapt are the ones that are going to survive. In other words, you don't have to have the virus or the infection, yes. but can you really adapt 
to the new world as because it's never going to be the same. I, and I can't see the future, but I already know that you know it's not going to be the same. And thank God, Elizabeth, thank God for those of us that are going to be able to hopefully make it because we don't even know how long it's going to last. Like this exactly. time next year, we might still be. No. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. So Dr. K, I'm going to come back to you and ask you, so what are the things specifically that you've done? I don't know, maybe at home. I like the way that Dr. Cheng mentioned that spending more time with her children. And ironically, most people say, oh, I can't wait to go home and spend time with my kids. And then God gave you six weeks and all of a sudden, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like, what? you know, you got the six weeks. And ironically, yeah. we don't have more time. We all think about, we all still have 24 hours. Is mm -hmm. how you manage the 24 hours that is now going to be different. Yeah. So that's okay. Coming back to you, what have you, what changes have you made in particular, like at, in the, on the home front, specifically at home, to help either your children or your family or maybe extended family adapt to this new change? Um, a lot of things. So I, um, I really like what Doc was saying about the change. Like, when people are always saying, I wish I could go back, I'm always asking them, like, well, what part of back did you want to go to? Because, <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what part are you really rushing to get the, the slaving, the endless hours at work, the not seeing your children because they're at school and you're in the office, the yeah. not seeing your husband, but, you know, like, what part? So for me, I've just been kind of just loving it all. So at home, like you were saying, we're forced to be together. And even before that, we're just forced to be, yeah. period. And a lot of people don't really recognize that, that the power in just being, and everyone is always quick to do. And what am I doing now Am my to-do list and what I didn't get done and what I have to do now. And you're just rushing so fast that you miss the present moment. And then you look back and you're like, when did I turn this age? You know, And that's how that happens. Yeah. And to just be like with yourself, I think a lot of people were confronted with the fact that they didn't know how to be with themselves. Yeah. So that was the first did was they take time to get to know Catherine, <laughs> to get to know like me at this age and what I love and what I don't like and what I need to grow. Things I just was like, I don't have time for that. I got to go to work or I got to do this. Or I got to type these notes up, you know, and now I have no excuse because time is here so I was able to find what lights me up and now I'm putting time into that and what drives me and inspires me and I'm crunching out a book crunching out another like everything is like the creativity is like do 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 yeah and with my family I'm rediscovering like I'm rediscovering my relationship with my husband even like We've been married since 2014 and it's like, we're like refinding each other because, you know, we weren't like, nothing was like wrong, but it was just, you, we weren't being with each other. Like we were just, he would be off at work. I would be off at work. And now when you're forced to sit and be with one another, it's like, yeah. I get it. just face to foe. I get it. I get it. I get it with my children. I was so happy that my kids were talk about that. And you just friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You rediscover your children. Mm -hmm. My daughter is three. So she is in that phase where it's like, mommy, mommy, attachment. 
Mm -hmm. you know, and the fact that she's home with mommy and daddy and I'm able to like homeschool her and I'm getting benefits from the homeschooling because yes. she's on her third language. So I'm on my third language. <laughs> so, on a three-year-old level, let's be clear. But, <laughs> but, but it's just so fun to me to actually watch her grow and develop. Whereas I was just kind of like here, school system, you know, take care of her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's strange because even though I'm physically distant from my friends with social distancing, I actually feel closer because I'm actually reaching out to people more and being intentional about when people cross my mind to shoot them a text or give them a call. How are you doing? Are you okay? And you just, you're, you're checking on people more and you're just being more humane yeah. <laughs> because there's time to actually recognize the other people on this planet with you. And the last thing is I'm recognizing nature mm -hmm. and I'm, I so appreciate nature's comeback in all of this. Like it's unfortunate that it took a pandemic for nature to be able to regain its power from us because right. we have been so toxic to nature for so long and nature was like, sit down, you know, like I'm taking over. So, you know, it's funny to that it happened this way. It's just interesting, but it's so beautiful to watch like endangered species coming out of endangerment because we're not killing them off with massive amounts of pollution. Seeing major cities airs clearing up. I, know, I was going to say that this is yeah, all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. and right, the ocean <laughs> clearing. Yeah, everything is it's just so beautiful. And this cleanse and detox and this is our home and we only get one and we were like rampant like destroying it at an alarming rate and now we got a chance to save earth from an ecological perspective and that is truly beautiful to me that was so well put while you were speaking i was writing down skyline of <laughs> like just popped. like wait it used to be there but we couldn't see it and in la and made the news and of course there were <laughs> of bears taking walking <laughs> London and strolling and just enjoying life. So you're, you're very, 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 there's ever been, for me, because I've been working from home for the, nearly two years now, but now I get to walk twice a day. Like I walk around my neighborhood and just doing, I'm just looking, I'm just chilling. I was like, oh yeah, that tree branch has actually nearly reached the roof. And look, I'm seeing things that I, you know, I couldn't yeah. see necessarily before because I'm in a rush to take my son to school and to go to his teacher and everything yeah. called life. So Dr. Dr. Cheng, I'm gonna come back to you because you also have yeah. small children, maybe not as small as hers, but not quite as big as mine. Yeah. What have been the challenges with your children, regardless of the fact that, yeah, we've had more time to spend with them, that's true. Yeah. And that's okay, remind me to come back to you about that, learning a third language, because I have something to say to you about that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Dr. Cheng, what have been the challenges, if any, just hanging out with your kids with this, just this time, six to eight weeks of blessings is what I'm going to call them. Yeah. Um, I think our kids teach us the most about ourselves. They are really our best teachers. And so being with them all day, every day for this prolonged period has really showed me areas that I want to work on, areas where I always thought, you know, I had a lot of um, patience, but, you know, your kids highlight yeah. both your strengths and your weaknesses and they highlight it so well 
in those key moments, because even sometimes they'll say to you stuff you've said to them, and you're like, oh, okay then, you know? That was not, yeah. Take a step back. Let, let, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me think about that. So I think for me, it's been really good, because they're at that age where, you know, they, they'll repeat what you say, and they know how to say it at the right time. And so it's been really interesting just to watch myself in different situations, because, I mean, there are lots of great times, but kids in a house all day, you know, not seeing their friends, like, you know, there are explosions between a seven and a nine that happen. They love on each other. And all of a sudden it's like world war five that just broke out. And so it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just, and, and it cycles throughout the day. Right. So it's just even navigating that and just seeing those interactions and learning how I deal with it, you know, and learning how to deal with it better because you know, we all, we all are challenged at different points, but it's even more when you're doing it day after day. And you realize too, that everybody is, is, is working to find a new normal, you know, for them too, it's, it's a different thing. And so just learning how to navigate this and be more graceful in my parenting, have more um, acceptance that they're just seven, they're just nine. I shouldn't expect them to be, you know, like a 30 year old adult like I have to realize they're still children. COVID just happened, but they're still seven and nine. They're going to act yeah. like seven and nine year olds do. And so I need to then act accordingly and realize they're acting like they're supposed to. How do I need to change my reaction to that? I love it. I love it. I mean, I love it. Just lots and lots of nuggets. I'm trying to, to write down the quotes because I, I usually <laughs> write like, highlight the quotes, our kids are our best teachers and then be more graceful in my parenting. That is just so rich. Yeah. I just love the way it kind of flows. Because I have, I have had to struggle with recognizing my son, the adult. Yes. This hit me this six weeks. This morning, I had a talk. He said, Mom, you know, I don't, I don't want you telling me this, that, and the other, because it makes me feel like I'm not a good big brother, but I am a good big brother. And he, and he defended it so well, and I, I get teary items. He said, no, I am a good big brother. I, I'm actually a good big brother. I'm doing this and doing yeah. that. I'm like, yes, you are. You know, I was like, oh, yes, you are. But I needed the six weeks because for once, he wasn't coming for a vacation for three weeks, and I have to go back, and I'm focused on coming and leaving. I'm, that's all I'm, I'm left focusing on, the, focusing on the dash between the coming and the leaving, right? Yeah. And now I'm like focusing on the dash. Oh my God, he is grown. And the other day he bought himself his birthday present. He went to go pick it up because he's going to be 22. He said, mom, don't worry, I got it because you know, I don't want to put any pressure on you. And, and just, I met my son, the man. Like, oh my yes. God, he is a man. Oh, and yeah. it was very, very emotional for me. Uh, this morning I cried and cried some more. I was like, yes, he's grown. And when he leaves this time around, he's leaving for masters for good. I'm yeah. really struggling with that because it's like my first fruit. Yeah. And I was like, thank, I had to go back and thank the, I felt I, I wrote a piece for Kevin MD in the bathroom in my head today. And, I, and I, it was called Meeting My Son. I think it was called something about mom, doc, COVID way or something. Because I realized that the mom part has been missing because I met this kid that's 22. But his 21 years was in here, but all of a sudden, yeah, he is 22. And I needed COVID. I needed the time to stop for me to see him in his madness. And that's it. And I'm yeah. so thankful for that. So for me, it's been a very, very emotional dealing with that final empty nester, like numero uno. This is actually going to happen, like for real. 
<laughs> next, we're going to just kind of hop on to work. We have tried to kind of <laughs> meander around it, but it's real. And then we'll talk about the outside world. But let's talk about work for a minute. So, Dr. K, how has work been affected or not by the, by the COVID-19 lockdown, quarantine, however you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Um, so the practice aspect of my work, um, that was probably most of just because people couldn't physically come anymore with social distancing and also i was trying to be the face of prevention right so i didn't want to turn into like a hospital (laughs) for people who had were actively full-blown infected Mm -hmm. i was the person who was preventing you from getting the virus so um, i had a lot of people still coming through so that i can give their immune system that super boost with my therapies but um the volume started to, in the beginning, like the first two months, March, April, I saw a decline in volume. And then that's when I had to pick up on the other side with my like speaking engagements and webinars and coaching the virtual before I completely transitioned my practice to be virtual with telemedicine. So I just had to keep morphing like a chameleon to keep up with what was going on and you know what the governor decided to do today and are we are we home are we out are we so um i transitioned as much as i could to be virtual so people could still get the benefit of the practice and then that is what has been helping me to to maintain whereas i do have a lot of colleagues who have had to shut their doors a lot of people who have had to close their businesses a lot of specialists who um the decline was severe to where it's like, I can't pay rent, you know, to, to even keep my lights on, like all of that. So I've just been very, very grateful that I've been able to keep, to keep going through this and people keep coming and keep utilizing the services and been getting a lot of like professionals, you know, like other doctors, like chiropractors, and and other like colleagues who want to boost their immune system because they are on the front line. Mm. So when my normal patient count or my ideal patient, when they couldn't come, then I just received a different audience, if that makes sense. That's awesome. And I've just been helping wherever I can. I'm just here to help. Because at the end of the day, you'll be able to now reap from both, you know, areas which is really amazing and i know dr dooley the dr chang has a different perspective on practice and how it's been affected because she is in the military so i can't wait to hear how that has affected mm-hmm. or not affected her but that's amazing because for me personally my my practice was already semi teller you just went straight telemedicine was amazing the teenagers they're always on their phones so i was like at home but the beauty of it for me is now i'm able to see their home I'm able to see their bedrooms and really yeah. what goes on at home. And they show me their garden. They show me their pets. One of them, the one I had today, the second patient I saw today, she showed me a little box with kittens that she was babysitting for her neighbor. And this, this is something that I would never, she would have told me about it in the office, but I was able to see the kittens and, you know, and, and she told me their names, buttercup and whatever. That's a whole new way of practicing medicine that yeah. I would have never been able to see. And now I can see their parents. I can meet their brothers and sisters. And I can just mm-hmm. see the dynamics at home. What's really going on at home for this kid yeah. that's safe? So, you know, many things have come out of this that we may not 
see as they're happening, but really have been good. So Dr. Cheng, how has your practice been affected by this whole lockdown period? So like you said, you know, I am active duty military, so it's a little bit different. You know, military is used to, to tempos and rhythms and we deploy and when things happen, we ramp up real quick and, you know, it for us um, hasn't been quite as bad. Like, you know, we don't have the issues as far as, you know, payers and RVUs and paychecks, you know, for us, that has been the same. Um, you know, we're used to dealing with dramatic situations and, you know, they will in a heartbeat throw up a triage tent and, you know, within 24 hours, we had triage tents up outside in the parking lot and, you know, they go into full battle mode. Yes. Um, but it's what we're used to, right? So I feel like for the hospital and the people in it, we are so used to that environment. You get called 24 hours and you got to be in another country in 48. Yes. And your family knows I'm out and you may not be able to tell them where you're going. Yes. I think because we're so used to dramatic transitions like that and you hear it all the time, I think we were able to adapt a little bit quicker because it's what we do, right? We do it. It's what we train for day in and day out. It's, it's, it's what we do all the time. Um, for me, it's been a little bit different because right before COVID, I broke my hand. You know, I broke my hand like the last week of February. I had surgery the first week of March. My right hand, I'm dominant right hand. Um, and so I had already kind of mentally prepared that I was going to be out for a while. You know, I delivered babies, surgeon. Clearly, I wasn't going to be doing any of that. I was in a cast. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a radical whirlwind for me. Um, I think COVID kind of just fit in nicely because I was already going to be on the back burner for a couple of months. And so, you know, I just felt like, okay, I'm going to like wind down even further. Um, and I've been doing just more administrative stuff. You know, really we have the residents and we're a teaching program. I think that's the hardest place where we're really struggling because we want to, you know, have great um, military physicians and our physicians go all over the world and they need to be like ready to do whatever because they might be at some base where they are the only or one of two or one of three and so for us it's really about how do we get them the numbers how do we get them the training because they might be graduating and be in Japan you know in a couple of weeks or whatever um, I think that's been the hardest thing, you know, as far as our hospital is concerned, making sure that everybody is still what we call battle ready, you know, ready to go out there and, and do the mission because we are soldiers first. Yes. That's amazing. That is amazing. It, it, it's, it's funny how three of us are doctors and three of us have totally different <laughs> experiences. Oh, with yeah. this and, if we, and, there were, and if there were 10 of us, it would be 10 different absolutely and that's that's yeah. the beauty of, of it but being able to adapt and pivot make rapid changes is okay. critical because i lost two of my biggest sources of income but you know hallelujah to multiple sources of income and like dr k yeah. said i started writing i started coaching more i'm like okay there are people that need to look at book writing coach and this coach and that and it's like wait they're actually people Whereas, you know, my, the softer side of me as a doctor, you know, we're trained to not ask too much, but, you know, you just got to ask if your kids are like, mom, so what's the dinner? Okay, let me ask. You know? but, you know, but, but being able to adapt mentally, physically, however, which is critical. And then, of course, not to get drowned in it and now, and now bite too much that you can't even chew. 
which yeah. was the case for me, but it could easily be the case. And so I really appreciate that. Wow. Ladies, this has been awesome. I, I love it. I didn't know where it was going to go. And I was like, I'm just going to win. <laughs> no, nothing. Planned. That's okay. She joined my previous meeting because it was like I was in that <laughs> so rapid succession of meetings back to back thanks to Zoom. But so I'm going to go through an, a couple of things. First of all, any final, I hate the word final, any oh, last, I don't know, parting <laughs> words. And then of course, where can the viewers or the listeners, and maybe viewers, because I want to start a YouTube channel, but oh, so maybe viewers yeah. as well as listeners, where can they yeah. find you? So you ladies are going to be my first on my YouTube channel that's going to be called Yay! Yay! <laughs> but yeah, so, so parting words and where can the viewers find you? I feel like we should keep going. So maybe if you still want to go, I, I, I've got time, but I, you know, I know it's also dinner time. You all just got back from yeah. work and all that. So I don't want to overstay my, my welcome. But if you have any <laughs> words to, to say anywhere they can find you, that would be awesome. Well, you asked me to remind you about the languages. Yes. Some, something yes. about language. I'm so proud of you because my ADHD.com would not let me. So <laughs> I speak eight languages. One of the languages that I speak proficiently is Spanish. And so when, okay. son, when my eldest son came home, he was looking through his baby brother's grades and was like, Mom, what are you doing here speaking Spanish? And so-and-so is like mid-80s. Mid and I was like, Every time I ask him, he says he's doing fine. And so right away, I went into mom teacher mode. And then so every night at 10 o'clock is the Spanish hour. And ironically, I was complaining that I was missing him because every morning he used to drive to school and I rode shotgun. And then he would inspire. We have about seven minutes of conversation every morning while he was going to school. I missed that. And then to yeah. turn around and now we have this hour in the <laughs> Spanish. And so he's perfecting his Spanish while I'm, you know, I'm working with him. So I've now learned that I can still do something, you know, I can still bond with him in a different way. And then yeah. that gave birth to my online course, which I'm teaching, which I was going to teach just, just teenagers about suicide prevention or just parents. But now I'm going to do a class that parents and their kids could learn together because of this experience I have with my son. I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, this is like, you just don't see the good while it's happening. Because what do they say? You can't see yourself in the picture if you're in the frame or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> things are happening. So yeah, thank you for asking for remembering that. That's what yeah. I'm so keep going at it with your daughter and the and the third language. I'm I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Oh, thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yes, yes. So any parting words, Dr. K? Who? Um, parting words. I would just say, um, you know, in the face of everything that's going on, we're all in this together. So I don't want people to feel like isolated or bombarded or beat up or ganged up on. We're all in this together. And it's just very important to one, always find silver linings, you know, as much as possible. That's how you can start to shift your perspective of what's going on and minimize fear because that is what's causing people to make irrational decisions, making you know, it's compromising you physically. It actually, fear actually suppresses the immune system. So um, it's, there's just nothing that serves you with all of the negative emotions. Mm -hmm. So again, just accepting what's so we're going into a new normal. We're all going together into a new normal. It's happening to all of us. And um, it's basically like, almost like an evolution that's occurring. Um, kind of like a survival of the fittest. 
but not restricted only to physical realm fittest, but mental realm fittest and spiritual realm fittest. So it's important to use this quiet time before the storm to actually get yourself in the running to be one of the fittest. So I thought this was right. the storm. So this is the calm before the storm? This is the calm. <laughs> this is the calm. <laughs> Oh no, and, and the thing is that you don't have to know and you don't have to understand what's going on. Um, you know, there like Dr. Cheng said, there's a bigger agenda at work, and this is God's plan. And we love to make plans and God laughs all the time. Hello. So uh, um the, the not to try to under everything and to fit them into our boxes. The key is to just accept what is so and position yourself so that you can be a better version of yourself moving into what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And if you can't see it or don't know how, you get with someone who can help you. Right? Reach it's out. That's simple. Right? Yeah. Two, the two best words in the world. Reach out. Yes, reach out. Where can they find you? Where can they find you? Yeah, so on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, my handle is at Elevate with Dr. K. So just Elevate with DRK. And that is where you have access to me, to my coaching program, to um, anything I'm doing. I have a masterclass coming up next week, actually. Yes. And um, oh, yeah, I put it in the group for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Mind, Body, Spirit Masterclass, where I just walk people through elevation in each of those realms all of next week. So that would fit perfectly into what I'm saying for people preparation wise. Yes. And, um, and then for my practice, it's called Mind Body Spirit Wellness Center. So the, the social media handles for my practice is at Mind Body Spirit Wellness Inc. INC. That's how you can find me. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> this is awesome. And Dr. Chang, any farewell words, see you yeah. words, and of course, where can we find you? Yeah. So I would say um, this is a great time for people to look for opportunities, um, opportunities for change, opportunities to do things differently. It's easy to get swept up going on and just kind of get pushed along or pulled along and we will all find a new normal, but I just want you to ask yourself, is that the normal that you want? Are the things that you're doing, you're doing intentionally, or are you just doing them because it's kind of been put upon you? Um, and this is a great time. You have now the time, the space, the energy, the opportunity to make some decisions about things in your life, if you choose to. Um, and so you decide how you want to live your life and your interaction and your relationships moving forward um, and of course I'm military so I don't um, Ready to anything. yes but I uh, online I do have my uh, weight loss for women and so it's really teaching women how to get rid of the food cravings to feel more comfortable in their body um, and that is at betterasyouage.com um, I have a Facebook page I have a Facebook group I'm on Instagram, um, that's betterasyouage.com. And right now we're doing a free 30-day wellness challenge, really just to help people with the COVID-19 or whatever mm. they're having, but really just teaching you, even in this moment, how to use this opportunity to start taking care of yourself and focusing on the things that really mean the most to you. And so that's what it's all about. So 
if you go there and DM me, I can get you in the challenge. Awesome. Oh my yeah. goodness. Ladies, thank you so much. First of all, for the response, because you know how they say many are called. I appreciate you ladies for coming yeah. on. Really, I do. It, it, it was kind of sort of short notice. And I, I, I didn't even, I was like, I need to do something else that's also evergreen, that's going to stay because I haven't had a chance to speak to just doctors and just kind of know how has it really affected you? Because I know for me, I've had yeah. ups and downs and I'm weird emotions and my parents are still alive. Is my dad going to be okay? Is my mom going to be okay? What about my siblings? Yeah. Will they be okay? All of these things. And I can't control everybody. I can't, some are in Europe, some are here, some are in Nigeria. I mean, you know, are they all yeah. going to be okay? So those are real emotions that I feel like we haven't really honestly been allowed to even like express because everyone wants to look like they've got it together, but I don't have it together. Mm -hmm. And I wanted yeah, to yeah. speak to people who can also understand and we didn't get a chance to talk about the other stuff that's happening to african americans in america so i really didn't want to that's that's a day's podcast yes so it I'm is just gonna wait yeah i i knew i had said i was gonna do that but I, I i said no i love the way this was going i wanted to keep it to your personal self your family and then work because really that's what yeah. i wanted to talk about and we were able to to do that so Ladies and gentlemen, you heard them. They came here. They laid Aww. it on the table. Thank you so much, Dr. K and Dr. Chang. Y'all have been awesomeness.com. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. I will see you all somewhere on the internet. I just know I will. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're very Thank welcome. You. Y'all, this is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The Momatrician. I'm going to sign out. I'll see you guys. Don't forget to download, subscribe, share, rinse, and freaking repeat, okay? On that note, I'll see you guys later. Bye.